Hello, and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection and connectedness on this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. Whether you see it or not, we're all connected, and it doesn't matter if it's our dog, our cat, our God, our body. And I'll also talk about some more abstract connections like our career or our land, our community, our emotions, your body. Life is all about connection, so the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can have an easier, more meaningful life. I will talk about these connections through different lenses. Things like synchronicities and coincidences are just everyday little bits of magic and miracles that we, we usually dismiss. It's really important that we pay attention to all of this so we can live an easier, more meaningful life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karen Cleveland. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Yes, this is being released January 2nd of 2024. So it's a brand new year. And what are you going to do with it? A lot of times the end of the year, beginning of a new year, feels like we need to make a change or do something new or create something new. And the fact is, every day is a new day. We can do it anytime. But why not now? If you haven't done anything yet that you want to do to create a vision for yourself, to start something new, might as well do it now. And actually today I'm going to talk a little bit about creating a vision and a little bit about what you need to do, but also about getting out of your head. That's one of the number one mistakes or not a mistake, but one of the number one problems I see people have when they're trying to be in touch with their dreams and their visions and their soul is that they can't get out of their head. And all the answers that they're coming up with are coming straight from the mind instead of from the heart and the soul. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. So right now, creating a vision for yourself. And why do that? You know, it's a good time to look at how we are co-creating our world. You are the co-author of your life. And why not let it be something you want to be? Someone that I really admire for having a vision and just seeing it through forever, her name is Dr. Terurai Trent. And if you don't know her, she's from Zimbabwe. She is a very powerful example of having a clear vision and never giving up. So she was born into this very poor family and rural village in Zimbabwe, and she wanted to learn. She didn't have the opportunity to go to school because she was a girl. She taught herself to read, and she started reading her brother's school books. And then eventually she started doing his homework for him, and his grades started to improve. They started improving so much that the teacher was wondering what was going on and found out it was actually her doing the schoolwork. So the teacher pleaded with the father, please let her come to school. She's very smart. She needs to come. So she was able to go to school for a little while until her father sold her off to be married for a cow. So her father got a cow. She was young, got married, and started having babies. After she'd had three babies, 
the village got a visit from a nonprofit organization, and the woman that came asked every woman in the village, what are your dreams? What do you want for yourself? What do you, what do you see for yourself? And she wanted to, Dr. Trent wanted to come to America, get a college degree, get a master's degree, and get a PhD. And so her mother encouraged her. She said, write down your dreams, put them in a tin can, and bury them. And she did. Now, she held on to that vision. And eventually, she was still married to the same man. She had five children. She came to the United States, went to school, and got her bachelor's. She got her master's. And then she got her PhD. And she would go back to her home dig up that can and mark off her dreams every time she reached them. And even since then, more dreams, more vision has come. So she's a big advocate for women in education in Zimbabwe and around the world. So she's very inspiring. What is your vision for yourself? It doesn't have to be that big, or it probably is that big if it were fulfilled and you started living it to its fullest extent. And sometimes our dreams feel like they're as small as, I just want to survive the month and be able to pay my bills. And that's okay. You start where you are. That's okay. Surely Dr. Trent wanted those same things. And she did have a bigger vision. So have you ever sat down and actually thought about what that bigger vision is for you and for your life. And this is where it takes getting out of our head. Because if you can only think as far as, oh, I want to make lots of money so I don't have to work and travel the world. And yeah, I would do some volunteer work and maybe I'd give some money to this organization and that one. And that's all good. When it's coming from your heart, it probably feels and sounds a little bit different. You are getting in touch with how you actually want to make a difference and for whom. Now, if you've had problems meditating, doing some kind of spiritual practice, doing something that puts you in touch with your heart and your soul, then I guess this is for you. And even if you haven't had problems with it, this is going to be a good reminder of checking in with ourselves and what do we really want? What do you really want? If I asked you, what, what is your perfect week or perfect month look like? And I would want you to look at it as if you didn't have to work. Whether you're retired, whether you inherited $5 million, whatever it is. So Work is out of the question. You don't even have to think about making money. How would you spend your time? And that's going to be one of the key ways that you get to what your heart wants to do. Once you figure out what you're going to do for an entire week, for an entire month, when you don't have to worry about whatever it is that you do to make money, you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to write. You don't have to make videos. Let's pretend. You don't have to do any of that. How do you spend your time? Do you watch TV the whole time? I'm guessing you probably don't. You might for a day. You might for two days. But for the rest of your life, you probably don't watch TV all the time. That is something we're going to consider. 
But before we actually get to that question, how do we move from our mind to a space of connectedness, to a space of the universal connection? How do we do that? There's several things that keep us in our mind. So there's different ideas depending on what is keeping you in your mind from moving down. Let me just throw out some examples and some possible solutions. And if it's something that applies to you, try it. And if it's not something that applies to you, then just go on to the next thing. If I ask you to sit down and to close your eyes and to just sit quietly for 10 minutes, what would happen? Do you start going through this to-do list of items that you need to get done? Do you start going through the shopping? I need to buy this. I need to buy that. I can't forget to write a thank you letter. I have to get gas in the car. I have to wash the car. I have to feed the animals. Okay, is that what your problem is? Are you, is your brain afraid you're going to forget everything and you're not going to do everything you need to do? So that's one kind of problem. If your brain is too busy trying not to forget anything, then the solution is you literally keep a pad of paper next to you with a pen and you write it down and you write down whatever comes up. Because once it's written on paper, you can tell yourself it's there, I'll pick it up when I'm done and I don't have to worry about it right now. Now what happens if you start doing this is you usually stop needing to write things down after about two or three times because your brain realizes she's got it covered. She's got it taken care of. I can trust it's going to get done. And it's kind of weird how our brain works that it thinks it has to be in charge of what we think and do. In, in some ways it does, of course. But if you start writing down the list, you can start to relax. You might even be able to get out of your head a little bit and start to move down to your heart. That's just step one. So stay with me to go through all these different ideas and to actually figure out how to get down into your heart. Let me ask you the next one. Hello, beautiful souls. It's Karen again. Today, I have something special for those of you that are looking to infuse your days with a routine that brings you positive energy, peace, connection to self. If you've ever wanted to start a daily spiritual practice, but you have felt daunted by the idea, you're not alone in that. And I understand that setting aside hours for meditation or self-reflection just isn't feasible in our busy lives. So that's why I've created a guide that's tailored just for you. It's simple, effective, and the best part is it takes less than 10 minutes a day. So you don't need to overthink or overwhelm yourself. This is just about opening your heart and mind to small, powerful practices that are going to help bring immense positive changes. In this guide, you're going to find easy, accessible ways, and you get to pick the best way for you to connect with self, with soul, with the world around you. So if you are ready to begin a journey that nourishes your soul, that brings you closer to the oneness of life, visit RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N podcast.com and look for the box that says change your life with a simple daily routine it's completely free 
and it's a wonderful first step towards a more fulfilled and connected life. Now, back to the podcast for more insights and inspiration. If you sit down to get quiet for 10 minutes, if I asked you to pay attention to your shoulders, to your back, to your face, are they going to feel tense? Are you all tensed up? That tension in all of your muscles, it's, it's a constant freeway of information from your brain to your muscles, the rest of your body. And even though it's not conscious, so you're not aware of, oh, I have to tense up my shoulders, I have to make my neck really stiff, I have to keep my back perfectly straight or forward or sideways. Okay, so even though it's not conscious, it's a working brain. And so you do need to consciously try to relax your muscles so you can stop the information, stop that freeway of keeping your brain busy. So literally, there's many different reasons I use this technique, but start with your toes. And you can say, with your eyes closed, thank you, toes, you can relax. Or you can check in with your toes and tense them and then relax them. Tense them and then just let go. And you work your way up your entire body. You can either thank it and let it know it can relax. Or you just contract the muscle and then relax the muscle and go through your entire body. It, it can take, you know, one minute or five minutes or ten minutes, depending on how much time you want to pay attention to each part of your body. If there's something that doesn't want to relax, just kind of sit there and focus on it and imagine warmth and white light going to it and just let it know you can relax and then move on and forget about it. It might even take two or three or four or five sessions to sit down and relax the body before you can sit down and actually try to do something else. So just start doing it though. Start today, by Friday, Saturday, you should be able to sit down and get relaxed much easier than you are the first time that you try. There's another way that seemed to clutter up people's mind. And it's almost so obvious that people overlook it. So if you sit down to get quiet, whether it's meditating, visualizing, or just being quiet, and you are in a room full of junk. And by junk, I mean clutter. I mean piles of papers, piles of garbage, anything. That affects your mind being able to clear. And you can read about this in the, even the scientific journals that our surroundings, a cluttered space, clutters our mind. Because all these objects are taking up memory space in our head, energetic space. Things, objects, whatever they are in our area, that their energy takes up residence in our brain. It re they really do. Just imagine yourself, if you've ever walked into a clean house of your own versus a cluttered house, you know, before you clean it and after you clean it, don't you always feel better after you clean it? Whether it's down to getting the dirt 
stains off the floor or if it's just removing the extra stuff that gets cluttered and laid around, which happens so fast and so easy. Whatever your uh, perception is cl of clean is, clean and uncluttered, that's how you need your space to be when you sit down to get quiet and to get clear. Now, those are three ways that that might just automatically keep your brain busy to start with. So if those don't apply to you or you've dealt with them already and you're ready to still move on, you're going to sit down and pay attention to a part of your body without using the normal senses that are how you typically receive information. So you're not going to use sight, you're not going to smell, you're not going to taste, you're not going to hear. And it's about receiving information intuitively and feeling what you feel. So it is going to, you are going to feel it. And that's not a way we often receive information without using all these other senses. So here's what I suggest you do. Sit down in a comfortable chair. Get quiet. Close your eyes. Focus on your breathing for a minute or two. Just something to help your brain settle down and get into the space of where you are and not what's going on outside. And then you're going to lift one of your hands up away from your body so it doesn't touch anything. And you're going to close your eyes and you're going to ask yourself the question, how do I know my hand exists? And I believe, by the way, this is taken from a Martha Beck. How do I know my hand exists? And you are going to concentrate on your hand and how you know it exists without seeing it, smelling it, tasting it, hearing it. How do you feel it? Now, I know this might sound backwards about how is this going to get me into my heart? Trust me on this. It's, about, it's not so much about getting into your heart as it is about getting out of your brain. And you have to feel your hand. You can't think about your hand because if you think about it, you're going to remember things. This is what it looks like. You know, this is how it feels. This is how it moves. This is how it hurts. So when you think, use your brain to think about it, it's all past information. It's not current information. And you need to get current information to feel it right now. You can also try this with your feet. Try it with, what are my feet touching right now? What does it feel like? And if you're out and about, say you're listening to this podcast, you know, in the car, on a bicycle, on a walk. If you're out and about and you have to stop somewhere, if you're in line somewhere, if you're waiting at the drive through whatever it is, see if you can take a minute just to try that. Just how can I feel my body part without thinking about what I know about it and what I've experienced in the past from it? But then also, when you have a moment to close your eyes for five or 10 minutes and not disturb other people or they disturb you, actually try the exercise. 
I honestly think you will be amazed at how you feel it and how you feel your hand in this space and time and how it's different than when you just take it for granted and see it and feel it and when it touches things. How do you know it's there? Now remember, like everything, this takes practice. So sit down and do this once or twice and then do different body parts. Check in with a different body part. How do I know it's there? What does it feel like? What is it feeling? And once you can begin to realize you're leaving all your thoughts, all your to-do lists, all the arguments from last night or last week, everything that's going to go on tomorrow, once you can leave them aside for a moment and concentrate on what's happening right now, what's present, that's when you can begin to get the feelings to feel your vision for 2024, 2025, you know, the rest of your life. So when you're ready, what is the impact that you want to make? And one way to help narrow it down, if you want to do everything, if you want to save the entire world, one way to start to narrow down where your personal impact might be is to think about which news stories, when I hear them or read them, upset me the most. All right, which ones just really tear you up? Is it the children? Is it the women? Is it the environment? Is it the animals? You know, the whales, the dolphins? I mean, there are so many different areas of life to choose from, and we all are drawn to choose an area that speaks to us so deeply, so deeply that I believe we are here to perhaps change the way the world reacts to that, that thing, that cause, that person that you are drawn to. So maybe it is you that is to bring a new light, a new way of experiencing something differently. Maybe that's what you build your vision around. And this obviously isn't an episode about how to create a vision as far as, you know, a vision statement or a mission statement, but it's just what is your intention? What is your intention? If you could do any kind of good with the next year and you didn't have to work for money, what would you be doing? How would you be doing it? Who would you be doing it with? Where would you be doing it? Kick that dream engine into gear. Sit down. Get quiet. Take those steps to move into your heart. And what is calling for your action? What is yours to do? I don't expect you to get an answer the first time. If you do, that's fantastic. If it takes five times, 20 times, 35 times, that's okay too. Isn't it better to know in six months or a year than to never know? So better to start now, figuring out and creating, co-creating that vision for your life, for the new year, whatever new year it might be, and learning how to listen to your heart, learning how to get into that space to allow that information to come out. So perhaps what I might have missed is 
in in talking about this is once you're able to let all that go and once you're able to discern, you know, what is my thing? What is my social cause? What upsets me the most? Let's say it's homelessness. When you realize that, and you still don't know what to do, you don't know what your next steps are, that's perfectly normal. But begin to look around and see, what can I do? I can't save every person on the street. I can't feed every person on the street. I can't donate enough money. What's one thing I can do? And just start small. What is one thing I can do for one homeless person today? So start small, and eventually, when you're headed in the right direction, opportunities arise. And you know, because you'll be checking in with your body, it feels good or it doesn't feel good. When there's something that feels good, you know that's the direction to go. So when opportunities arise and you check in, is that something I should do? Yes or no? And you just start following that. So again, Happy New Year. It's going to be a fabulous new year. It's going to be a fabulous 2024, wherever it finds you. And whatever has come before, you have an opportunity to start to shift the change to that and move into your new vision for yourself and for your life. I look forward to talking and connecting with you later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.